0: I've got
1: 2,400 followers.
0: Let's watch that go to 2,401. It
1: might go backwards. (laughs) It might go backwards. There could be some unfollows. You're listening to Locals Only, a Sunshine Coast-based podcast focusing on profiling the best young and emerging business owners the coast has to offer, showcasing the journey of the next generation of movers and shakers and the ones to watch as they set the benchmark in small business. This podcast is sponsored by Local Property Group.
0: Craig Morrison, a.k.a. Morrow, a.k.a. The Baker, fingers in every pie, right? Welcome to the Locals Only Podcast, my friend, episode one. Mate, uh, how you been?
1: Mate, been good. Trying not
0: to eat donuts, put a bit of weight on, actually. Oh, so the the Baker is more than just um, more than just the fingers in pies. Mate, I guess um, episode one, really exciting for us. Um, you got the call up late. It was supposed to be one of, one of your good mates, Sully, was supposed to be episode one, I think he got uh, got a bit nervous about getting the microphone in front of him. So I appreciate you being episode one, mate. Episode one, basically the, the purpose of the podcast is talking to local business owners, um, particularly small business. We're looking at guys under 40, um, and thereabouts. Hopefully you're under 40. I should have checked. Shit. Only made by a couple yeah, of years. I should have checked it at first. Um, but mate, I guess what I want to really talk about today is just learn more about Morrow, right? The, the origins sto- origin story, your journey thus far, what you're up to. Again, what fingers you got your pies in and have a bit of a yarn, mate. So, how's business feel at the moment?
1: Business is good, yeah. So, you know, the day-to-day business is uh, selling real estate. Um, And yeah, look, we've come out of a crazy couple of years. Um, Market's been good. Um, It's getting a little bit tougher now, but um, it was always gonna happen, right? So,
0: yeah. Yeah, so, so director, owner, principal, chief rainmaker right of town property group everyone uh anyone if anyone is even watching or listening go and have a follow of town doing some cool things uh obviously we're a local property group not a competitor at all he's he's in a different uh different pay class to us but mate obviously has uh how let's let's do, let's park town for a moment let's go back a little bit let's talk about craig morrow or well, craig morrison growing up let's talk about your origin story mate what was what was family life like? Where did you, did you grow up on the coast? Give me a bit of a rundown on that.
1: Yeah, 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 so grew up here on the Sunshine Coast, so been here my whole life. Um, I have got twin sisters, so two years younger than me. Um, Mum and Dad are still married, still together, so, you know, which is pretty unusual these days, for relationships, relationships, you know, yeah. lasting that long. Um, yeah, so, you know, yeah. Mum and Dad were, you know, always into that, always had their own business, small business, so, you know, they're into video stores. Um, I guess that's where I had my first jobs. You know, Dad would, uh, you know, would, would hire me every Monday and 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 fire me every you know every Saturday. <laughs> What was your early rate? Uh, uh, mate, I can't even remember. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I used to eat more chocolates and chips in the shop and give away more freebies than, uh, than I probably was worth.
0: Yeah, good? What was it? Was it like a blockbuster or just like a local video shop?
1: Yeah, um, it wasn't a blockbuster. It was a competitor. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, yeah, they were called Leading Edge and you know Go Video. Yeah, they, you know, they had quite yeah, a few yeah. different video stores. You know.
0: So what happened? Let's let's touch on that because that's probably a pretty uh, interesting story to talk about in itself, right? So obviously parents. Had parents in business, so you're around. You're around operational stuff for quite a while, like business, and probably developed how to run a business from an early age.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, as a kid, I mean, you know, you know, uh, whenever it rained, obviously the video stores were extremely busy, and you know, I remember weekends where myself, and my sisters, would be sitting, you know, under the counter or you know, out in the back room for for hours on end. And yeah, it was it was always good, sort of, you know, seeing mum and dad operate their own. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, over the years, um, the video stores didn't turn out very good. Um, and, you know, that was kind of good to see firsthand that, that not everything lasts forever. And, you know, you've got to keep innovating and things change. And, you know, obviously, you know, VHS then went to DVD, you know, people who listen to podcasts probably don't even know what they <laughs> are, went to DVD, and then, you know, ultimately went online and streaming. So, you know, in the end, the video stores didn't do good, you know?
0: Well, the funny thing, Netflix, right? Netflix's origin story—they started off mailing DVDs out. Do you mm. remember that? Yeah, I saw that. Before yeah. the online streaming, it was like they'd mail you out a DVD, and then you'd have to send the DVD back. Correct. That was the yeah. the OG Netflix story. Have yeah. you heard that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, t- yeah, let's let's talk about that. So, so when, like, from how old did they have the video stores until they until that phase out happened? Did they? Did they have to get out reluctantly, or were they were they forced out?
1: No, nah, they kind of they kind of the, they the, kind of the, were uh, yeah. Like I mean, they kind of forced out in the end. I mean, it was sort of GFC times as well. Yeah. Um, you know, mum and dad unfortunately you know didn't make it through the GFC. They kind of had five five properties, investment properties, and things like that. I mean, look, I didn't miss out as a kid. I had motorbikes. I had you know they bought me a set of chrome wheels. My first car. Yeah, 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 yeah they had the VL Commodore. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, I didn't miss out as a kid and I saw all that and then yeah, they had that happen, the the properties and the GFCs and the interest rates, they were hitting credit card after credit card to make the payments and yeah. in the end just, you know, hand the keys back, you know, to, 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 to the family home and five houses. So, you know, I guess a lot of that has kind of put me to who I am these days, you know.
0: What, how old were your GFC time when all that was happening? Oh, I, I would have been, you know, 18, 19. Okay, so you're old enough to know shit, shit's getting real here. Yeah things are getting tight you can see your parents probably struggling i mean glad to hear that your parents are still together after that as well that's yeah, probably an interesting yeah. point to make but i mean ultimately for an 18 19 year old that's a like especially coming into business seeing your parents in business like i mean do you, again we spoke a lot of off air today about like reflecting back on those things do you think that was like an influential moment for you yeah yeah look definitely and
1: and I think um you know yeah, it makes makes you who you are today you know seeing yeah and seeing that it can go wrong you know I think a lot of people are pretty bulletproof um, you know and they't you know and, and when you're young you don't have the fear right it's like riding a skateboard you're not scared of, of you know falling off and breaking an arm and it's a little bit like that I guess in business so you kind of need to have that kind of fearless attitude but you've also got to realize that yeah it can go wrong and you know it, it's probably you know who I am today in terms of you know I am a little conservative with cash flow and cash at bank and leverage I mean I don't like finance I don't like loans yeah, Um you know obviously i've still got got some of them but you know it's not something I, I race out and 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 tick a heap of things up you know and it's like if you can't afford to buy the jet ski or buy the boat my mantra like with cash you shouldn't be buying them i mean that's that's kind of my my attitude and you know
0: so. adopted early though adopted from your parents you think
1: yeah well yeah. yes just seeing it go wrong you know yeah. seeing mum crying handed handing over the you know the, keys. the the keys to the family home so you know and that kind of also I guess made me realise that, you know, it's up to me now as well. You know, they're too old to, to make it back or go yeah. again, you know, whatever, 50 or, you know, it's, it's technology's changed. So, you know, if you don't know how to use a computer, you kind of get left behind now.
0: Mate, that's a cool story. I, I didn't know about that, that about you. That's, that's interesting. So let's let's rewind So 18, 19-year-old Morrow. What's your what's your first sort of gig out of school? What do you, what do you start doing? made
1: well, first job was when I was 12. So I actually started, like, outside of the video stores. I worked at, which is now called Kunara, so it was called the natural food store at forest glen so i was in the fruit and veg department you know shackling the onions putting the bananas out yeah (laughs) yeah so that was that was actually my first first sort of uh job um but you know my first real kind of you know full-time job was uh, work of education queensland in the schools in uh in
0: technology and it yeah Okay. And how long was that for? Like what, eight, eight, what, 17, 18 we're talking until?
1: Yeah, yeah. Once I was finished school, then I was, I was into that. At the same time I was at uni, you know, studying um, IT and business. Yeah. So it, it was sort of, uh, you know, done in parallel, I guess. And yeah, it was a good, good foundation being part of that, that school ecosystem.
0: So, so that was obviously the, the, the burning drive early on. Straight out of school, you were looking at that that IT avenue, the pathway of like. I mean, you're looking at education, right? You yeah. probably a lot of people think early on, particularly the conservatives, you get into education or, or government you are probably set for the majority of your life right you got a job for life so yeah. i mean how when how was how were you feeling around then was there always that itch for just doing something bigger and better
1: yeah look l- probably not you know yeah. like it's yeah, you know, I can't remember back that far but i you know i think things just kind of play out with with how it plays out but i um yeah like i mean there was no path after school back then apart from really uni you know you yeah. did a trade or you did uni so when i chose it um it was a tech boom back then. I didn't actually do any IT in any of my grade 11 <laughs> or 12. I knew nothing about it. I just had a feeling that, hey, this is pretty What's cool. You know, it looked cool. It was like, oh, like, you know, you know, they're all, you know, everyone's making you know, all this money, .com, internet. Yeah. So I kind of launched into, you know, to do that. And, um, you know, managed to, you know, obviously get through the degree. And, you know, a lot of it was heavily programming and coding, you know, I wasn't very good at that, but I've always had a way to find myself around the right people. Um, you know, like you know, with, with everything I've done, you know, I always seem to, um, I guess, yeah, find a way to be, be with the people who know
0: the parts I don't know. Yeah, you know, find, think, the, find the find 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 the strengths. Yeah, strengths your weaknesses, right? Like, if you can't do something, find someone who can do it. Hundred percent, and 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 not just sort of,
1: um, not just hang on to them, but then add value to them. You know, yeah. what can I do for them? You know, yeah, okay. so it's not just one way traffic. You know, I think a lot of people try and pick people's brains and they, they sort of suck their brains but they don't ever want to give anything back and I think the key to the key
0: to it all is adding value yourself you know where you can um, you know good networking piece of advice for sure so so first business first business was was IT right
1: yeah yep we're called BCX yeah yeah yeah, yeah correct yeah I mean that's a that's a good uh, a good segue yeah my first business partner was a guy called Dion Bester, South African um, maybe 10 years older than me probably one of the smartest techs I've ever, like, you know, IT tech guys I've ever seen in my life. He's just a genius. And we worked together at a previous company and, um, you know, I was probably middle of the pack in terms of skills in IT. You know, I wasn't the best, but I learnt... um, I learned pretty quickly that, you know, it's not about your technical ability, it's about the customer service and responsiveness and getting back to customers. All these IT techs, they were great, but they snuck in, no one knew they were there, they left and no one even knew it was fixed. Whereas, you know, so I started adding a bit of value there and we worked together for a few years and um, yeah, we sort of had this idea, hey, let's just go do this ourselves. You know, we we think we can do it better. There was no grand scheme or plan. We had about $1,000 in the bank account. Um, I jumped in and started it and he stayed there and kept topping me up with a bit of salary. He was on big salaries as the best tech, so he'd sort of give me a couple hundred dollars a week from his salary to wow. to pay the bills. Very and long. you know, we got our first client, which is Pippa Coleman uh, Lawyers down in Maroochydore. Oh, Wow. It's sort of 20 or 30 lawyers, so we picked them up and and then we sort of bluffed our way through the rest of it, you know, telling everyone, oh, we got Pippa Coleman, yeah. you know, we picked the next one up and you know, you fake it till you make yeah. it. And, and you know, Dion was logging in at, at 10 o'clock at night and helping me in after he finished his other job. And you know, changing shirts during the day and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's... that's. So
0: what, right, so you were looking at, was it more like a service-based IT? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, so we used to look after um, businesses, so accounting firms, medical practices, law firms, real estate agents. Uh, Back then, yeah, it was, you know, they'd have internal computers and servers. I mean, now everything's in the cloud, in the data centres, but... Um, yeah, so we would just basically be, you know, tech support on some type. We, we, we were the first to introduce the retainer model, so we kind of came up with a retainer instead of per hourly yeah. rate. We sort of back then were like, hey, look, you know, give us whatever it is, two grand for the month. We would work it out on a per user basis, and um, we had that guaranteed revenue. And the whole pitch was. To keep the computers running, the backups happening, instead of being reactive when they broke, and you come in and charge thousands of dollars, pay us this maintenance fee, and we'll you know stay on top of it and be on call.
0: You went over, you kind of brushed over that that retainer model. But if you guys, if that's early days of retainer, like whose idea was that? Yours? It was it Dion. Dion's the other bloke, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, um,
1: you come up with that? look, I, you know, to be honest, I, I think we just stole it from the states. You know, yeah. they're they're normally ahead of us, and and we sort of saw that model starting to take off. Um, and no one was doing it on the coast um, because I was too worried that you know they might have spent thirty hours on a mm. on a month on a site and and you know worked out their hourly rate wasn't good enough. But you know if you could get it all humming and ticking and you know working, it would kind of just you know yeah, it worked Your out. It worked out. Yeah. yeah,
0: right. No, interesting. I think and again probably probably a, a thing that's just in the back of your mind now. You probably didn't think it was a huge deal at the time, but it obviously worked to get you more clients. So yeah. so what, what roles did you play? So between you and Dion, was he more of the, did eventually once he came, he came on full-time eventually, I assume? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he played more of the support, or so the, the back-end role you then shifted more to front-end? Yeah, I was
1: front-end, so sales, so, yeah. you know, I guess court CEO when we had, you know, no staff. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, I was sales and, and strategic direction type stuff. He was just pure technical so yeah. you know you know and he's probably still my best business partner today you know because we had such clear roles to find as business partners and it is hard to find business partners where it's just so black and white no anything overlap. no overlap at all anything technical we just didn't even need to have a discussion if a server crashed at midnight he'd, he'd wake up get out wouldn't i wouldn't even know about it he'd go sort it you know and if i um you know, I had to bring someone on or do a proposal or a pitch or you know or whatever. It, yeah, we just had super clear roles.
0: And was that day one? Like you, you just knew your lanes from day one, or did you have what to kind we... of figure it out? You it? No, we just knew from day dot because he
1: didn't have those skills at all. So yeah. it was up to me to fill those. And when we worked together at the other IT company, we got close because um, you know I, I struggled technically, and needed help from him. You know, I'd be like, "Hey, I can't fix this computer," and I started saying, to him, "Mate, like, what can I do for you?" You know, and he goes, mate, can you drive this computer to Brisbane for me? Says, yeah, no stress, mate. I'll, you know, take a computer to Brisbane, drop it off. I mean, but no one else in the office would ever do anyone's dirty work. I was yeah, happy yeah. because he'd be helping out. So, um, yeah, so we just kind of had that relationship. So, yeah, no, it was good.
0: Yeah, cool. So so, uh, so uh, the IT business, how long... What was, the, what was the lifespan of that?
1: Yeah, well, look, we were a couple of years in that. We we sort of, look, we, we had a pretty wild journey, you know. We st- we kind of got it to, I don't know, 15 or so staff, and then we merged with another IT company to kind of take us to the biggest um, there was at, at 30 kind of staff. Um, so that merger was good. We learned about different cultures and, and different ways of doing things and trying to, you know, um, consolidate two brands into a new brand. You know, it was a, it was a pretty good experience at a young age. Um, you know, we also got ripped off a little bit of money along the way. Not um, It's not understanding, you know. We took equity in this new business and, you know, they had a heap of debt. They'd actually borrowed money to buy us and wow. to buy the company they'd bought. So, you know, we've taken this equity thinking that, you know, we've done oh. this real rock star deal and we thought we were the kings. How and old are you at this point? Oh, early 20s, yeah. you know. Oh, probably, no, probably mid-20s. Yeah, yeah. mid-20s. Yeah. So yeah, we thought we were, you know, the heroes and then, you know, it comes out later down the track when we go to actually um, sell the business again. It's like it's like, hang on a minute, you know, we've got a million dollars worth of loans we've got to pay out before everyone else gets paid out. And we're like, what? You know? Yeah. So it was actually a really good lesson just in company structure, in you know, just you know, taking equity that has got debt against it. You know, we learned a hard lesson, you know, it cost us a lot of money at the time, but once again, I mean, you know, you learn your most from, from mistakes. You, you know? wouldn't change it, right? <laughs> nah, no. I mean, it was a mistake and you yeah. learn, right? Like, that's when you pay attention when things go wrong. It's easy when it's going right.
0: So, so, what was, so they ended up buying you guys out. What was the situation? With yeah, the, so we ended
1: up selling the business um, uh, to some guys called Think Office Technology. Really good guys. I actually learned a lot from them. You know, we sold the business for, I think it was like one and a half million bucks or something back at the time. Um, obviously, Dion, myself and someone else were all kind of... Equity splits, you know, and we didn't pocket the whole amount of money. That
0: would have been pretty cool. Those are a mid-20-year-old, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it was, back then, we're talking, yeah. what, 12, 13 years ago now, yeah, right? Yeah, ago. Well, it was
1: probably even getting towards probably late 20s by the time yeah. that happened. Public um, yeah, listed as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So eventually, yeah, it um, you know, we, we sold it to, you know, then, yeah, public listed company. So, yeah, so that was good. And then I... Um, you know, Part of the deal, Dion got to no restrainer trade, he got to kind of fly on and I um, had to hang around and run it for a couple of years. Um, you know which was a good experience you know that's that's when you really I, I really personally learned a lot around profit and losses and 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 cfos and and process and system because you know we were kind of thought we knew what we were doing we were cowboys right and you kind of come into this bigger environment where you know you've got Has to be people. systems focused you've and to
0: a t, t cross and t's and 100 percent, you know
1: and it was great you know i learned a lot about actually trying to make money you know like, yeah. like doing revenue is great but once I saw that, and and actually having proper you know targets and systems, and you know like it was yeah it was good good experience you know and
0: yeah. So what was next after that? There's been a couple of because obviously well, we're talking now. Yeah, there's a bit. There's a bit going on in between then and then and now, right?
1: Yeah, I sort of almost feel like it sounds like I've done too much, you know. You know, but um, yeah. Look after that. You know, I had had the itch for tech, and and I kind of felt like that sort of tech that we were doing was changing. You know, it was going to end up. All well, the drop boxes were starting to come yeah. out. The cloud-based CRMs were coming out. It was heading more software-based. So I was quite happy to kind of exit that. You know, I've always been pretty aware of. You know what's what's happening, trending, yeah. what's not, and I think that's that's you know everyone should be aware of what's going on. You don't want to be holding um, something that's legacy. Um, yeah, I think from there, um, I think from there we sort of got into um,
0: mattresses.
1: Yeah, mattress was it the mattress business or was it Box Brownie? I can't remember, but yeah, um, it was. Um, yeah, they were at the same time they were yeah you know so yeah so yeah we started as a company called boxbrownie.com that myself and uh brad filiponi was you know one of my best friends at Johnny and Brad on soon yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah third or fourth episode i think
1: yeah see so, like we were, we were best friends back there look we're still friends but you know we were best friends you know back in those days and um you know um yeah look he, he had this crazy idea you know he came to me and said mate I, you know, i've got this idea he was a photographer and he said um and what we'll do is we'll, you know, let agents take their own photos. We'll use my editors offshore and we'll build this thing. And, you know, because I knew IT, I was always the guy that people came to with ideas, you know? And and I'm, you know, pretty good at, I guess, filtering ideas that work versus not. Um, maybe not so much these days, since being in real estate, it's kind of dumbed me down a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> I used to probably be, you know, uh, a lot smarter, I kind of feel, but but, you know, real estate kind of on and kind of, you know yeah it turns you pretty dumb but anyway
0: oh. we won't go there yeah. Yeah. we won't dive into that yeah. but yeah again,
1: so yeah so look we started that that was awesome we, we had this idea and um Brad, it was brad's idea and i helped execute it and i um yeah i jumped in full time in that role as gm ceo whatever to get it going um you know we took it from from just an idea to you know, when I was there, we we're probably doing two, two hundred fifty grand a month, um, you know, in revenue, and it was oh, making wow. half that in profit. Um, we picked up another partner along the way, a guy I knew called uh, Mel Myers. You know, had the had the the youngest guy in Australia attend university at like thirteen or twelve. He, he, yeah, very smart guy. You know, the IQ of Albert Einstein, like real, just smart. Where'd guy you find him? oh you know i don't know where i pick him up along the way i just you know i just knew him and and yeah. you know went and seen him we, we tried to get the first box brownie um piece of software built elsewhere and it was a failure you know we get we put 20 30 grand in the pot we were trying to build an app actually it didn't work and yeah. i went and seen malice mate we got this awesome idea it's you know brad's idea but i'm i'm putting it together um you know and um yeah, he ended up quoting us to build it and then I'm like, mate, why don't you just take some equity and come on the journey? So cool. we we, we you know we did that, realised we needed, you know, him exactly. as well. So he was the Dion, right? You know, yeah, he was the he was the yeah, Dion yeah. from from originally. You know, you need the really smart techie guys, um, yeah. to pull it off. So yeah, so you know, so yeah, we build that like, you know, two fifty K when I was there, I was sort of you know, I, I lose interest pretty quick. My my skills, I guess I think are Startups. I like the startups. I like getting them going. I like kind of you know that fun and exciting. And you know, I lose interest when it comes to operationally running it. You know, I kind of feel like okay, I've done my bit. This is boring. So, so you're like, more more
0: founder than CEO, right? Yeah, like no, like
1: no, the founder. I yeah, like I think so. Yeah, you know, like I yeah, I, I think I'm definitely you know more of a founder and kind of you know good at drumming people up to with the ideas and you know they follow me. Let's go, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, let's head yeah, this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and yeah, and you've got to, obviously, you, you've got to have runs on the board for people to want to follow you, you know, um, you know, it's hard at the start, but you know, eventually someone says, shit, that that's a good idea if I'm doing it. So, you know, it's good. So anyway, so the boys bought me out at that stage, that was a tough decision, I, I just lost interest with it. And I said, look, you know, do you guys want to buy me out? Um, at the time, it was pretty good money, I think they bought me out for like, I don't know, five, 600 grand or something. Um, you know, to this day now, like, I mean, they're up to, I think, oh, I don't know if I meant to say online or not, but you know, they're, you know, they're up to like, yeah, yeah multi-millions yeah. per month yeah. um, in turnover, you know, that business would be valued at, I don't know, huge, right? Yeah. 20, 30, 40, 50 so million. So
0: regrets of getting out of that or just happy, no, you were, you were not, just, not,
1: just done, you not, was- Not at all, because yeah. I think it's what you do with the money next, yeah. you know? Yeah. If I didn't go on yeah. to do other things, yeah, I'd be still going far out, right? I should have stayed on that. Yeah. And I knew yeah. in my heart of hearts that that was gonna be a huge business. Um, you know, it just took off in the US because real estate agents pay for their own marketing over there. Yeah. Like it went far. I mean, we are spending in the early Facebook days, you know, my job was to sign customers up, right? And get it going. And, you know, we'll spending in 20, 30 grand a month on Facebook back when Facebook yeah. used to really work. And I remember Mel, the partner, he's like, this won't work. You're stupid. And I said, mate, I, I think it's worth a crack because we know who our customer is. They're real estate agents. Yeah. We know where they are. And um, you know, we had a crazy strategy. We went online on the real estate platforms in America and I paid um, some some offshore guys to collect every single real, real estate email address in the country. We grabbed them, we then dropped them into Facebook, we matched them up back then and then we ran ads targeted at those guys. So oh, That would have
0: been so cheap back then too. It was, it was
1: nothing. At, 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 at one stage, the average spend per month for a new sign up was $30 and my customer acquisition cost was about $18. So we literally just said, just turn it on. Just go it. and like yeah. we just couldn't feed it enough money. We just you know, we're just feeding it and exactly. yeah, and it was re- it was really cool. Um obviously it wouldn't be like that now, but um it was just that time when fe- people hadn't worked out Facebook marketing and um you know it, it, it worked for us and um right product at the right time. Right product at the right time, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, so that and was it yeah, well, just, it'd just be
0: yeah, it'd just be hard to get the cut through, you know. Um, so 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 you're talking to agents every day, then right? Mm. So is that giving? Has that am I am I sick, skipping a step here? Is that what's is that what's pushed you into the real estate? Right, you're skipping a few steps, skipping a few. Okay, <laughs> still shit to happen. There's still a lot of shit happening in between. Nah, look, I mean, uh, yeah, like it's interesting. Yeah,
1: I, I I I never wanted to be in real estate sales. Yeah. Like it wasn't something that ever interests me. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I guess that. Probably, um, you know, I guess in parallel, we had a, had a mattress company as well at, at Box Brownie. Um, you know, same thing, I, you know, one of my old CFOs came to me with the concept and says, hey, I got this mattress guy. Um, we've got these mattresses in a box. They're, they're foam, they're, you know, they, um, you know, they go in a box, they're, they're shipped Australia wide, it's going crazy. In America, there's a company called Casper, you know, we looked them up. We're like, wow, no one's doing it in Australia. So we went down. We, we, you know, AH Beard was Australia's largest mattress manufacturer. We did a deal with them where it was just the perfect deal where they would make them on demand for us. We didn't have to carry wow. inventory. We didn't have to carry stock. We could scale infinitely. And they'd ship them? They'd ship them direct.
0: Wow. All we
1: had to do was run this the This is pre-Koala days? So, well, this is where I'll get to with okay. Koala. So so this is at the exact same time as Koala. Wow. So, So what happened is... Um, You know, we had the wrong team, so I got brought in actually, you know, I'd love to say the concept and the idea. I didn't. I got brought in last. So my old CFO brought me in as the I guess the G the GM to 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 run the business and put it together because I had a bit of tech as well and I kinda knew how things glued together. Um had no experience in in online um like like retail. It's a different space again, right? It's tech and it's not like box brownie, but it's different. So we um yeah so anyway so we we spent so much money on trying to come up with the brand the concept and you know the real learning here is we had the wrong team and I said to my old CFO who was running point I said mate we've got the wrong team the guys who are already in the in the boat um, you know are, are, are just you know nice guys but they're just the right, they're, they're just they're not they're not the right guys and that was a big lesson where you know if we had the right team we probably would have been koala and so we're getting ready we're spending all this money on marketing we use the marketing company out of brizzy spent like 120k all this branding it was called sumuto s-o-m-m-u-t-o and i couldn't say it i couldn't spell it and you know i sort of said to all these guys i said guys like what's with this name oh it's latin for changing sleep and they kind of gave you all the big fluffy sales pitch and and i just was like oh, it's the wrong name and i should have dug my heels in there and i didn't and you know, so we had the best product. It was way better than Koala's product. We had better, they were bringing stuff in from China. They were trying to use, you know, we had a way better product. Anyway, we're getting ready to launch this rocket and Koala launch. Bang. Like a week or two before I Had so, you heard
0: about Koala? Was there anything? Nothing. I've
1: heard nothing. Just wow. out of nowhere. Bang! They had this wine video where I still I've never yeah, it. Well, grade but, marketing correct. They had this and they were just they were literally just better marketers yeah. than us, right? And this is the big lesson that marketing generally trumps everything, right? They were just better than us. And they, um, they had this uh, this glass of wine they sat on, on, on the mattress, you know, chicken pajamas or pajamas, whatever, jumped up, landed on the mattress and, and it didn't spill. Mm-hmm. And it went viral, it had millions yeah. of hits. They had a way better name, koala, cute, cuddly, friendly, um, and they were going hard on socials. And you know, it, it, was, it was a good, like we still had an okay business, like we were doing I think 150 mattresses a month or something, like it's still 150 grand a month type business, but it didn't, it just didn't fire like Koala and they, yeah. they
0: you know what's funny, so to interrupt you. I've still got in my favorites, you'll be able to see it up here. Zero to 13 mil, 12 month. I'd li- I read that probably once a year, that article. <laughs> on koala koala.
1: as good as koala no koala you know because (laughs) because i was on the end of a flogging so um you know and um you know at least you're humble
0: about it now it's all good yeah
1: look and they were just better than us and they had a better team they 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 had better marketing they we had a better product though and this is where it's a big lesson in life is our product was better was way better it was a comfier mattress but we still lost yeah. And in the end, you know, um, you know, yeah. In the end, like I sort of, sort of said, look, you know, I actually made the call to to the original CFO. You know, I said, look, guys, I I think that you know we've missed the boat on this one, and you know, I'm happy to give back my shares, and you know, I was getting paid a pretty substantial amount of money as well yeah. to be running, and I just cool. said, look, I don't think it's the right play. Um, I'll leave it with you guys, you know, and so I stepped out. Um, and then they, you know, uh, a month later sold the business because they, you know, yeah, yeah so right. they, they, I think that sold for like, you know, 500 grand, they, they broke even or whatever it was. Are they still running? No, 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 I don't think so. Yeah, that's so incredible, that was, that's a cool story. Yeah, that was, you know, and, and as I say, yeah, a lot of lessons learned um, on that one, and yeah, like Koala were just A graders, you know. Um, who knows, right, if we had been a couple of months yeah. earlier, like timing's everything, right?
0: as well as expression. but again as you said before great product shit marketing mm. you're screwed anyway right so totally. at the oh. end of the day and you had you had in the gut feel that the team just wasn't
1: right the team wasn't right and the name wasn't right yeah. you know and, and I think you know a lot of people can get caught up on names so I'm not saying that that's what you do but you know something you can't say and spell uh, is is against something as simple as Koala <laughs> you know, Yeah, it's pretty hard to beat yeah. them Koala's a good
0: brand yeah I mean, yeah. I mean just for, just alone what's that what's that timber company recycled recycled plastic mobile or whatever it is, yep. Mobu or whatever, yeah, Mobile, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. We're all saying we're all saying something different. Yeah. Um, is that me ding in there? Was that you dinging? Uh, that's me. My time's up. Oh, is it? <laughs> 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 I think I want to turn off That's all sweet though. We're still recording on here. So, um, all right, mattress stuff. Let's uh, let's keep it going from there. What's what's next,
1: mate? I think that the next step was from all of that was to get into property. Yeah. You know, that was that was the the next big step and. Um, I uh, yeah, always always had a passion for property. You know, I love the concept of property developers. I had, you know, because I was in IT, I had lots of friends that were in that space. I had one of my good friends, um, Scott Juniper. You know, the Juniper family. They, you know, they built a tools building on the Gold Coast. Um, I used to do their IT. You know, they were one of our wow. biggest clients. They had hundreds of staff. Um, so you know, I used to know all these guys as a trusted advisor from a tech point of view. So I kind of had the trust of of a lot of people when it came to tech, so, um, yeah, so, you know, I said to Scott, I said, you know, we were actually sharing an office at the time, unfortunately, he, um, you know, kind of managed to keep his shirt, but just through the GFC, um, and um, I, um, I put him, him and his business partner at the time up in my IT office, um, and also Sumuto office as well, like over a few years. Yeah, so they were in there just sort of, you know, in the corner type just thing. A space. Yeah, just, just taking a little space. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think I charged them, to be honest, from memory, just because I kind of I kind of wanted to get into property, and it was always good having those chats. So, yeah, he, um, I said to him, I said, mate, like, you know, cut me into a property deal. You know, I want to be a developer. And... And he laughed at me and he said, mate, you're kidding, right? I said, no. He goes, you had no value. Like, you know, you don't really you don't really have – and he's very just straight, just bang. You know, he goes, you don't really have any money, you know, like like from a development point of view. Like to be a developer, you know, you, you really need some money to get going. He's like, you don't really have any money, you don't have any skills, and you can't even sell anything. Like, how do you add value? And I'm like, well, you make a few good points. I said, so what do I do? He goes and prints out the town plan for me, right? So it was, back then it was in a, um, in like a big, uh, I don't know, like a like big A3 or whatever folder and he yeah. slaps it on my desk and he says, go and study this. And he said, he who finds the deal controls the deal. I said, yeah, okay, right. so, so what do you mean? Like, explain that to me. He goes, you go find a deal, you call me and if it's any good, you're in the deal. So yeah, so that's how I started. I started sort of cold calling, door knocking, um, looking for strategic um, sites to buy for, for development. Shit! How many?
0: So, what's in this? What's in this town plan? What are you reading oh, in this so town it's plan? Like, it, it's it
1: basically it's like one page per suburb, yeah. and it's it's like it's basically a map. And on the map, it's got all the different zoning. So oh, it okay. might have you know uh, it might have um, like like uh, like low density, which is normal yeah. housing. It might have sport and rec. It might have medium density, which can be townhouses. High density, which is high rises. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's got flooding and all that type yeah. of stuff. So yeah, I just started studying different suburbs that had opportunity, you know, and at the time it was like Palmwoods, Woombai, um, you know, those type of suburbs where, where there was opportunity. So
0: yeah, I... Um, what, knocking on, going, knocking on doors, cold calling? What's the, Yeah, how look, you these? it's a
1: lot like what real estate, and I've never done this as a real estate yeah, agent, yeah. but I used to do it as, as a wannabe developer. And it would literally be the handwritten note, it'd yeah. be the, the phone call, and it'd just be like, hey, look, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, property developer. Um, or I might even say, you know, I've got a property, like, however it is, um, you know, would, would you sell your site, basically? And at those days, it wasn't about trying to buy them, it was actually trying to option them up you know, because we, you know, didn't really have much money at the time yeah. to just go buy a $2 million side
0: and... Just quickly explain. So there's going to be a ton of people who have no idea what an option is. Just explain what an option is. Yeah, yeah. So
1: an option is when you, you know, um, so what ask, where you go to a, a property owner and, you know, you ask for, I don't know, time, I guess, 12 months worth of time to to get a development approval and get it worked out at an agreed value. Um, and then you would then, you know, settle it and do the deal. So you're effectively buying property without paying for it. And if it doesn't work work out you can basically drop it yeah Yeah. so it was you know in those days the market wasn't crazy hot you couldn't do that now people would laugh at you you know well not they wouldn't laugh at you but it's not as easily done um people still do it day to day but it wasn't like it was where i'm knocking on you know old farmers doors at palmwoods and
0: but are you you doing the knocks are are you uh, uh, where are you working at this point
1: um at at that point i'm i'm sort of like transitioned out of um out of box brownie and Samudo, and so you got some cash behind Mm -hmm. you you can kind of
0: afford afford to just go around and knock on some doors and throw some letters in and just kind of get some few deals because you knew that that was your next yeah correct yeah
1: yeah exactly so yeah so look we you know we're doing that and um, yeah like you know we you know tied up a couple of sites that were um, you know subject to getting the approvals and left them with their the strategy was leave them with their house on a, on a portion of land and then buy the balanced land off them which we could then cut up so yeah. it, effectively it was a pretty good deal you know they'd keep their house the, the area they love but you know we might buy ten thousand meters off the side of them so so yeah so you know went around doing that and um yeah that sort of you know. so
0: no so again so you're going back to the original line you find the deal you're in the deal yeah so still no cash in Still no cash in. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was pretty um, it was a pretty good deal. Yeah, but obviously you still you still work and to yeah, find the deal. Yeah, and that, and for anyone who doesn't know, that's still
1: that's yeah. a that's a
0: bit of a shit yeah, fight in it was, itself. Yeah, it was just a strategy, and you
1: know, um, you know, as I say,
0: you know, I was
1: always sort of the opinion might be you know since seeing what happened with my parents about being yeah. leveraged. I could have easily gone and financed yeah. a side and had a crack, but I was always very low risk. Um, you know, I'd always cut other people in, like another business partner, Toby Zaremba, who who you know was the best at land subdivisions, you know, on the planet, you know, and he was a good friend of mine at the time. He was an engineer and I started, you know, cutting him into a few deals cause originally I paid him to to be my project manager. And he said, man, like, you know, I, I want to do my own deals too. I'm like, well, let's, you're in, yeah. you know, you've got the skills, you
0: know. I'm, so I'm that's just, that's like... You and Dion all over again, just finding the skills of who, yeah, who does what. Pretty
1: much, you know, when I when I think about it, I, yeah, I always sort of just try and team up with someone Powery who's got the numbers. skills I don't have.
0: Yeah, power in numbers.
1: You know, because you can't be the best at everything, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. So developed for, like, obviously did a few deals. Yep. Um, I'm assuming that's when you got the license, right? And thought Bugger Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Well, sell yeah you're
1: right. So yes, it, it made exactly. Yeah. So we we're paying a few agents. Um, they were getting three uh, percent. Calm. It was actually an agent out at um, out at B. Or was that guy's name? Can we name we, it? Um, oh, it doesn't know. We no won't. We won't. We, 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 we won't use names. To thank for Craig Morrison getting into real yeah, there you very much. Thank you. So yeah. So what happened is you know we we had a. Um, yeah, a couple of deals that need selling. You know, I was out at BoR. I remember there was seven blocks of land, it was on Shores Road. And they'd been trying to sell these seven blocks of land for months, they'd only sold like one or two. And I said to uh, my partners at the time, so Toby and yeah. a few people, and I said, guys, like, it doesn't look like rocket science, you know, we're paying, I saw they're getting paid 3.3% including GST, you know, the blocks are like 300 grand, you know, it, you know they're getting like 10 grand a block. And I was like, wow, like that's, you know, that's good money. And I didn't actually realise that real estate agents got paid so much money, to be honest. Um, so I. Um, I said, I'll, I'll sell them if you pay me. You know, I'm not going to go just do them for, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to be yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I went and um, went and literally I did a, um, I remember my first, um, so I got into real estate with, with another mate of mine who already had an agency. So instead of trying to do my own, I said, look, you know, can I run my projects yeah. through you? Um, he had the brand systems in place. You know, at this stage, I thought, there's no point to have my own brand. I'm just going to sell a few of our own projects. And... I did an open land and and my mate at the time who owned the agency he's like an open land I said yeah I don't know we'll we'll set an open home time for a block of land I'll drive in and stand there and see if someone turns up anyway lo and behold a guy turns up buys a block off me the first open land I didn't even know what I was doing really to be honest and um, yeah sold the block of land and said how good's this. Again, just thinking outside
0: the box, though. Like, I don't think there'd be too many advertised open home times for uh, For a block of dirt. dirt. (laughs) Just make you talk to someone, just go drive past it. That wasn't even built yet either. Yeah, Yeah, right, true. You know, it was off the plans. Yeah, okay. So, obviously, found a bit of a knack, found a bit of a niche in. Mm. in, Actually, quickly, we still charging the other guys, or we like the. The guys who, you were with, the three three point no, three percent, did, did have a deal, deal. yeah. Did okay, yeah. So, curious, I'll, so, I'll, curious.
1: I'll yeah, no, I, I did it two and a half. I said, oh, "Look, I'll, I'll yeah," because I had to. Ha- there had to be something in it for them, yeah. you know. I said, "I can save you guys some money as well," and because I'm in the development deal, mate. If the phone rings at four o'clock on a Sunday and I've already oh, cracked and I've already cracked a beer, yeah. I'll put the beer down and I'll drive oh, out there and I'll try and sell the property. Whereas, you know, I couldn't rely on. The agent who was you know potentially taking the orders you know yeah. so yeah that that was the big kicker for them is that you had someone's skin in the game putting everything into it
0: how long did it then take you to become number one recommended agent in Biwa?
1: <laughs> Mate, <you laughs> I mean, know what? About, about a week or two. Yeah. No, look, I mean, and that was just off the back of you know we, we then had a few projects in Biwa. You know, we did yeah. seven lots there. We did, uh, uh, I can't yeah. even remember how many it was in Evergreen, twenty-seven lots. Yeah. You know, like you know, so.
0: And a lot of these came back around, right? So they, these guys would come; they'd buy the land off you, and then you'd respin. The and then, yeah, exactly. So. T- so you you were you were establishing what they were doing before they purchased. Like you you were identifying. Okay, these guys are building to sell. Yeah, no, like honestly, not really. I, I would just always like I just yeah.
1: always try and do the right thing by yeah. everyone. You know, and and you know I've always done it. It's it's always a long term. I wouldn't even call it a strategy. It's just how I am. You know, and I'd always you know, once you do the deal, when they'd call you and sometimes, you know, they might be annoying, you know, calling you chasing up for some sort of easement document or something six months later, it a lot of agents just go, oh, mate, I've sold, I've been paid. I'd always just keep trying to help, put them in contact with builders, just, you know, adding value, you know, I guess wherever you can. And yeah, like, you know, they they got respun a lot of them and came around and they'd call me and then like, obviously the market kept going up, so everyone was in front as well. So,
0: yeah. yeah, so when did time. when did so uh, that's obviously a, a like a period of time when did when did the town come along when did you go do you know what let's just let's just do our own thing
1: you know what like we are d- doing the land and then in between that was a high rise so I did a high rise with Scott Jundapar oh, we did two high rises actually we did one in Alex called Beach Life so seventy million dollar project uh, fifty seven units um, it just went to plan you know we we I found the site funnily enough. And it was over a long lunch in, in Noosa, you know, I'm at Locale um, having lunch with, with a mate of mine who was an agent and he said he's got this site coming on and Scott had mentioned it to to me before and said, you should try and track it down. I didn't have any luck and, you know, I remember walking outside and calling Scott and go, mate, I have found that site. I said, what can we afford to pay for it? He goes, mate, just trap it however you can trap yeah. it. So anyway, we went back in, obviously shouted the next round to try and juice them up. <laughs> and um, yeah, we trapped the site, $7 million, and um, you know, did the deal on the spot basically, and um, yeah, and then that's when you know I sort of said to Scott, okay, how are we going to fund this? He goes, mate, this is easy. We just need to raise, you know, raise some capital, some investors, and um, you know, put you know, put them in the deal. And you know, had you been
0: in that space yet?
1: Uh, not not at that level, not yeah. at high rise level, no. Yeah. So you know, once again, with someone else, Scott. Um, you know, but I sort of found the deal. Um, yeah, we raised nine million. So the site was seven, some marketing money, stamps, bit of buffer raised nine million through you know local local business people um wow. in in like a week or two you know so we got that money together settled the site designed the building and sold it off the plan we had to sell 30 mil off the plan to get to get the build out of the ground yeah. so we did that you know we just kind of it was just a perfect plan that that, that you know the the feasibility or the the bill everything just came in perfect how long does a project
0: like that take start from sort of four, I mean, four years yeah okay four gotcha
1: years. you know it, it was a slow grind um you know, so that happened, and you know we gained a lot of experience with the projects, and I guess that's where kind of town came in. So I was had a crossroads there with Scott. Um, you know, we'd done a couple of others together, and you know he he. Um, you know, he his pedigree, he just wants to be huge, right? And he was going really fast. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, back to my family, you know, I was yeah. kind of like, okay, I'm pretty happy with what we've done. Yeah. We've done a handful of projects. He, you know, he's just, he's got another 20 high rises on the go now. And I just said, look, I'm, you know, I was at that crossroads where I could have probably stayed with him and, and kept doing that. And then that's where kind of town got born. Yeah. yeah. Um, COVID hit and we launched town, literally week one of COVID. That's familiar. Yeah. Well. Literally, yeah, probably launched at the same time So how was, you guys? how was that? It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that couple of weeks of just feeling Jeez. free. Yeah. You know, I surfed every day, <laughs> like life was good. And um, town was actually originally meant to be project specific so we're going to actually go around and sell because when i was with scott doing those i kept getting approached by other developers saying hey can you come and sell our project and scott was always like mate you can't do that like you know you 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 know your priorities with us and and the syndicate and what we're doing you know that's a competition and i respect that and we've missed out on you know millions of dollars worth of commissions i guess um because of that and that's okay um but yeah so Town was meant to go around and sell other high-rises and you know, COVID hit and all the projects stopped for that couple of months. And I thought to myself, well, you know, as bad as it sounds, I thought, well, people, if this COVID thing is real, people are going to need to sell their house. So I need to pivot really quickly and focus on That's a mental
0: stuff. thought you had?
1: Straight away, yeah. Jeez. I yes. thought to myself, people, well, because we we're in the projects as well. And, yeah. you know, I, I, um, we had beach life. It hasn't settled yet. So it's mm. nearly complete. And scott rings me and says mate can you call all 57 buyers and find out how they're tracking i said what do you mean he goes mate find out if they can afford to settle i'm yeah. like "Shit, okay so i started dialing through and everyone's out like mate, oh it's gonna be tough but they couldn't get out they were locked yeah, in but we yeah. wanted to still find out and you know it was all of that that was going on and then yeah that's when i thought you know what the is actually to just try and sell a couple of normal houses so we um launched one house in budrum two million dollar house week one of COVID, pretty much and the seller was like, mate, I just want to sell it, you know, let's just test it. And I said, you sure? No one's launched a property on the Sunshine Coast since COVID started. You know, what do you want to do? So, yeah, we launched it and sold it really quickly. And I was like, okay, probably probably should have cottoned on a little bit more because they kept selling quick. Is this
0: Illawarra, by the way? Illawarra. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Illawarra, that's what it is. So it Illawarra, yeah, 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 spot on. Yeah, yeah I think at 23 Illawarra. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Went through that house Yeah. with uh, Old Mate. Anyway, so there you go. Mm. Yeah, interesting. So that was your first resi sale. Yeah, a town it
1: was, yeah. Yep, yeah. 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 Cool. yeah, yeah, so.
0: Um and obviously like so no office and stuff back then, right? You are kind of just <sighs> working from the lounge room and just was on the road. The room, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Kind of was. yeah. Yeah, I mean in the end I actually got sick of working from home, you know, I kind of wanted to get back into an office yeah. environment. Um you know, I think I think everyone would agree it was fun for a while, but you know, it is nice just coming to work and just sort of you know, getting to work, getting, yeah, getting it knocked out, and yeah.
0: you know, yeah. So town now, you got um, what, four, four or five blokes now with
1: you. Yeah, own. we have got five agents. Yeah. yeah, a couple of um, you know, I guess PAs or EAs, yeah. and yeah. And was that always
0: kind of the goal, or were they just mates that went?
1: Mate yeah, like they like they do, just, like yeah mates with that I've worked with before. Just you know, yeah. like minded people. I mean, you know, the goal at town, and you know, to be very clear, it's different to what you guys want to do. Right? Yeah. We, we don't want to grow it. We want to keep it small. We want to keep it tiny. Um, you know, I don't want to have, you know, 100 staff, again, you know, that I've got to manage, um, you know, so yeah, we've, we've said no to a lot of people wanting to come on board because we just want to keep it small. Um, we all work together collaboratively. Um, you know, the, the town vehicle is, is really there to support. You know the development space and 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 what's going on there as well you know our interests are still in property development as well
0: yeah cool yeah, so a few like more projects that. on the go yeah a few
1: more projects but yeah. it's good cash flow real estate um you know as you guys know you know yeah. you, you know it's hard to be a property developer without cash flow
0: mate let's uh let's cl- close to wrap it up a couple of things i want to probably find out about you as an individual now i mm-hmm. mean hell of a story but let's talk about all the cliches right like routines and gym and mm-hmm. um, you know reading are you into any of that any of that stuff what do you what do you what's your sort of day-to-day no, self-development look like My I
1: think routine, um, you know, is, is critical and I find I'm at my best when I am up early doing some yeah. type of exercise or surf, um, you know, I'd like to say I'm, I'm doing something like that every morning, but sometimes, you know, if I don't feel like it, I just don't, you know, um, but, but you yeah, beat yourself up for it. no, I don't yeah. even anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, like if I, like, you know, if I wake up and I just feel like going for a walk with the missus, well, that's just what I do, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, when the surf's on, I'll definitely always surf, um, you know, but yeah, like I find, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's you know, you need that bit of, um, you know, balance with things that you enjoy doing outside of work. You know, it can't just be all work, yeah, you know, sure. and, and sometimes, you know, I definitely get off the track where you get to the end of the week. I actually haven't done anything this week that I enjoy myself. Yeah. You know, and it might be going for a game of golf with the boys. You know, you've just got to book it in, lock it in, turn the phone off and, you know, not turn it off, but leave it away and, um, yeah, do it.
0: How's the energy then? I mean, obviously there's there's a lot happening. Like, how's the how are you balancing? Because oh, I I'm I'm look, I'm listening to that and just going, man, that's just yeah. How? I mean, I mean, and look, we've all we've all got the same hours in the day and all that crap. Yeah. But I'm kind of looking at it, going, what's what's fueling you? What's the you know what's the end goal? Is it is it you know the financial freedom stuff? Yeah. Is it like you know inherited What's the word? What, what's the word? Generational wealth? It's that kind of stuff. What is yeah. it? What's think, the driving think, factor? Look,
1: I think, you know, for business for me is kind of, you know, I've felt like I've been pretty good at it, so it's kind of a bit of a game, you know, and it's, you kind of get stuck just playing the game, and, and I enjoy it, you know, like I generally enjoy sort of playing it, so, you know, and you're playing to win, you know, as I say, I was, you know, very sporty as a kid, and, you know, my sisters were sporty, you know, with Queensland soccer, Sunshine Coast soccer my sisters were you know first and second in in beach flags for australia you know you know as twins you know one two so you know we're a very competitive sporty family so i think that competitiveness of um just you know always wanting to you know i guess win you know and and do the best and yeah i mean i you know it's a bit like the real estate side of things like you know you know once you're kind of doing all right you want to keep doing all right yeah yeah you don't want to let it go so but yeah look i mean life's changed a bit like i've got a wife now uh, Jamie and um, you know we're, we're halfway pregnant now as well okay, awesome. so um, I think things you know I'm, I'm aiming for things to change and not be as work centric and and you know I mean you don't want to just be on this hamster wheel forever where you're just trying to buy the next flashy thing or the, the, the bigger whatever you've got to hit a point I think in your life where you're happy with what you've got and, um, you know, trying to enjoy it because so I'm 37 now, 38 now. Mooney's just pointing up. <laughs> I always try and typical, well, typ- typ- me, mate. T- typical salesperson you know, trying, to, trying to fluff it up a little bit. So, um, yeah, so, you know, that's...
0: No, awesome, man. Look, hell of a story. Mooney, anything else to add there, mate? What, uh, anything that he's held back on? Uh, any no, any, no. any funky stories to share? No, no, no. I think,
1: uh, I think he's, uh, it's, a, it's a polished and professional story. I still remember the Craig Morrison and the uh, supercharged VL Commodore yeah yeah cruising around <laughs> surfing every weekend we won't go there watch uh, the, the car now An amazing transformation right like you know from, yeah. from when we were young to where you are today it's yeah. as someone that's been as close to you as I have it's it's inspiring for me let alone other people that watch you from afar and don't really know who you are so um, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah well done yeah kudos um, no good on you mate and, and I was oh, going to say I'll just yeah. you know
1: with that I think you're you know um you know you do need a little bit of luck along the way you know and and you know i always have the mantra i don't want to get unlucky right just you know i just don't want to get unlucky and i think you know some things happen for a reason like you know uh, on the
0: journey that kind of you know put you where you need to be and you know yeah mate good finish that yeah i mean yeah you don't want to be unlucky crack a line i mean ultimately Lux what's the what's the definition of luck when opportunity meets preparation or whatever it is, do you know? Like you just you just it sounds like you're just saying yes to it, to a lot of things and just taking the taken i mean for someone who's pretty risk adverse you've still taken a fair bit of risk on but i guess it's been managed and yeah. just roll with the punches but mate good on you thanks for coming on first episode in the bank um where do they find you on socials if they want to watch the journey mate instagram
1: uh instagram at craig morrow
0: give him a follow mate. i've there got go,
1: 2400 followers
0: let's watch that yes. go to 2401 might go backwards <laughs> <laughs> it might go
1: backwards there could be
0: some unfollows. oh uh, good stuff anyway mate thanks again good uh good journey. Good to listen. Good on you. Appreciate it, brother. Talk to you.